Hello, 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 and welcome to the To Be Honest podcast, where we dig into the word to find God's truth. I'm your host, Bray DeWalt, wife, mother, and minister. And today we will be getting part two of Does My Body Belong to Me? Now you have to go on to my podcast to find out, you know, the first part, which was Does My Body Belong to Me? And where I talked about sex. I know we don't like to talk about sex, especially in the body of Christ, but it's time for us to open our, our open up our minds and to be honest. I have today with me my my beloved sister. She's actually my sister, <laughs> Vanessa Kuszewski. <laughs> Love her. And she's gonna be on today where she's gonna talk about what it felt like when she heard it and the things that God was speaking to her about. So we're coming on today again, part two. It might be a part three, it may be a part four, but right now we're on part two. And I just wanna go ahead and welcome Vanessa Gushevsky. <laughs> Keep messing it up. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Hi, Vanessa. Hello, thank you for having me on. Awesome, um, awesome, awesome. So I, w- I thought I would just uh, start off with a, a brief recap of the scripture that you went into last time. You were reading out of um, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 5. And right now I have in front of me 1 Corinthians 7 through 4, because that's what what the, what the most of your message I felt focused on. And, and I'll just give a plug, because it was a very good message. So I'll just say that right now. But... Um, for the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. And um, I, when I was listening to your message, I, well, just because as a brief recap, you were talking about how it's important for us to give to each other and to not withhold sex Amen. in the Christian marriage. And so, and I heard that, and I that is definitely the word of God because we just read it. Um, but I did feel like, well, I know I personally have been in some abusive relationships. <laughs> I've been in my fair share, right? And right. I've experienced a breach of trust. Uh, also, definitely have ha- has had that happen. So um, I guess I was wondering. I guess I wanted to bring, I wanted to hear more about that part. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, and I, and I guess too, the, the biggest thing about, you know, sex and marriage, or especially as Christians, we don't deal with the baggage that we come up, you know, that maybe we came with, right? Because all of us were, I know I wasn't saved, you know, but I know I was not um, always a good girl before I came to the Lord. Let me say it like that. And where we were supposed to have that, where it was supposed to be good, right? And, And so therefore, when we come into marriage now, a days not like it was back then because back then women were virgins you know initially when they when they you know had sex with their husbands for the first time you know they did this whole ritual you know to prove that she was a virgin so that was a huge thing but now we are going into marriage and it's not like that right and so now we're going through we have we we have different experiences and different things that happen with us before we even get married then once we get married well 
that's a whole nother story. So, <laughs> so yeah. this, this, I, and I, and, and I know that when I did the podcast last time, I know that people would have had the issue, but what if we went through infidelity, but what if, you know, trust was broken, but what if things happened and, and I understand all of that. And so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I was, when I was thinking about it, what, I mean, when I was listening to your podcast before for, to the previous episode, one of the things that kept coming to my mind was I, I, this is the word of God. And that's, this is true that we do need to give to each other. But what about love? And it, it brought to mind Ephesians yes. um, chapter five. And I'm, I'm going to quote from uh, verses 21 through 22 and then 25. It says, be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was in my mind was when I was, when I was, um, like I said, listening to the podcast, was this, this all has to happen in the context of love. We need to do all this that Paul was talking about first in order for us to be able to get to that to that place. Because one of the things that I was that I was actually thinking about when I was um, preparing for, to talk about this with you today was when I look at that First Corinthians seven four again, it reminds me of infidelity too. So because if we are committing, if we are unfaithful to our spouse, we are withholding our bodies from our spouse because we're giving it to somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And we are giving our our first fruits, our time, our attention, our desire, our body and giving them to someone else. And just like we give our first fruits to God, of course, God comes first. But then after that, we're supposed to be honoring our spouse. Absolutely. And and Vanessa, you're right about that. Uh, you know, the Bible is very clear about that love and, you know, and, and it's love and respect. And I have to look at it that way, too, because, you know, the Bible tells men to love their wives as Christ loved the church and he gave himself for them. But it also tells women to the respect their husbands. Right. And so it, and, and it goes into that where wives need to feel loved and husbands need to be respected right because that's how it 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 all works together it all flows together yes absolutely absolutely yeah and i guess the other thing i was thinking was even if even if you're not cheating but you're just withholding love or emotional attachment from that spouse maybe you're emotionally attached to somebody even if you're not sleeping with that person if you're emotionally attaching yourself to somebody you still have the same issue because in this in both instances it comes to we're we're then going to end up with a breach of trust and you know i guess one of the things that i'm thinking of in this first corinthians 7 4 is that requires a lot of vulnerability to be able to say my body is not my body anymore. It's your body to do with as you will. And, and like, and, you know, and vice versa. And there has to be a lot of trust there because if you thought the person across from you is going to misuse your body or infect you with a sexual transmitted um, infection or, you know, worse, if you, if you're in an abusive relationship, then, uh, I mean, physically abusive relationship, then, you know, then that, then, 
then we can't really get to first Corinthians because we got a whole lot of other we got a whole lot of other issues going on. <laughs> but but see, you know, you bring up a good point and the fact that, you know, if we have all of this, if we have broken trust and, and, and especially with the way, you know, when we have to be vulnerable with our bodies, you know, so many, you know, women deal with body issues, but men deal with body issues too. It's not just women. And because there's so many body issues, you know, the way we look at our bodies, you know, I really feel like the church kind of distorted that view. And so we're, now we're walking around and we're ashamed of the very thing that God said was good. He made it, it was good, our bodies are good. And so if we had that understanding, then when we do go into marriage and we go into this principle of giving ourselves to one another, we'll be able to give more freely because a lot of women learn shame and it's, oh, your body is bad, but our bodies aren't bad. They are good. And I just want to bring up one point that sex is not only two bodies to come in together, but it's two souls coming together. And so when we withhold, like you were talking about, that's where your body, your souls can't even become connected now because there's some withholding going on right um you're supposed to become more one as you as we you know make love to our spouses that's where the oneness comes in if we're withholding no wonder a lot of people aren't one and they're talking about my body my choice right um mm -hmm. so we do have to look we do have to go back and reclaim if you will what our bodies were supposed to mean and not be ashamed yeah no absolutely and i i i totally agree with that and i mean that goes into the whole and we talked about this before and i know that this is like a part three or part four issue but pornography and how that influences how we feel about our bodies absolutely and how and how we and how we how it how we feel about how our husbands see our bodies or you know or, or our wives if we're, if we're talking about men um so but yeah I, I guess i guess one of the i don't know i guess one of the things that that was that i that was in my mind was or one of the other things that was in my mind was you know when we leave love out of the equation like i guess i just didn't want somebody to hear okay well this is my you know that's my body i can do whatever i want with it and it's just like but god doesn't really give us a blank check like that right because because god also commands us to love each other god commands us to forgive each other you know god commands us to to do all of these things that means that if you're abusing your spouse you know that's not okay because we're god's beloved and god doesn't want us to be abused and he certainly doesn't want you to be abusing his creation absolutely and and where is the love in that right you know the bible says for us to love our neighbors as ourselves and and so you can't possibly love some if you're constantly if you're hitting them or abusing it and them verbally abusive in any ways then that means that you are you really do you really know what love is right love your neighbor as yours are you loving yourself that's what i would have to ask i would have to ask that question and i feel like a lot of times that we come into relationships and we're expecting the other person to fix us right because we've been damaged along the way and we're expecting other people to fix us and then so we're looking to them for the thing that we need and honestly 
that's not we're only way we're going to be whole is in god and so therefore when we come together it should be this wow i'm so happy i get to be with my spouse not i gotta unpack this baggage and this baggage and now i got all these bags laying around <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then we and we miss it and and i just I want to make sure that I note too, because, you know, Vanessa, you know, talked about love and, and love is so key. It's so important, but we have to realize that we, we have to work together. I want, I want everybody to know it's, it's you can't use it as an excuse not to have sex. Okay. But you also can't use it as an excuse. Like Vanessa said, beating somebody over the head with it that that's not that's not going to be okay because god wouldn't do us that way he's a gentleman okay so we have to freely give ourselves oh yes we mm-hmm. it's got to be freely okay so i need mm-hmm. to put that out there mm-hmm. yeah no but but to your point though because when i was when i was meditating on this to, to talk about this today with you but i was reading over first corinthians 7 4 that we had just read and I was thinking, wow, this puts a whole new spin on, well, I'm too tired tonight because if God asked me to do something and it's the middle of the night, you better believe I better be getting up. <laughs> is that the truth? That is so true. That is so true. And 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 that's a good point because I, it, it has to be both sides seeing how important it is for us to be giving ourselves one to another, right? And and we could come up with excuses. And I think even the longer you've been married, the more excuses you can come up with. <laughs> that so is a yes. True statement. <laughs> <laughs> so this gets us out of our own excuses or really get us out of our own way. So I think that that's key. And I think that's really important that we get out of our own way and get into God and and say, God, what would you have me to do? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you had brought up a good point before when we had talked about, you know, because sometimes when when there is a breach of trust, this feels impossible to to do what 1 Corinthians is saying that we should do. Right. And, uh, you know, and this is why this is my big sister and I love her because she reminds me of these things and she reminded me that even if it feels impossible with God, anything is possible. Amen. 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 And and as long as we look through that lens, I think that the more we begin to see how good God is, we can go to God in prayer say, God, help me to you know, get the stuff that I need to get done and also be sure that I am giving to my husband. And and then also likewise, husbands need to do the same thing, right? God help me to be loving my wife as Christ loved the church so she can feel that love. And um, Vanessa and I had this conversation before that when a, a wife or even a husband is, you know, when a wife is feeling loved and a husband is feeling respected, it's nothing they won't do and so and i and and i think we miss out on that and that's you know we think that withholding is going to get you know what we want that's not the answer that's not what's going to happen so you know i'm so thankful that you know we get to be able to have those conversations because a lot of people aren't able to have those conversations right and so you know if you could talk a little bit about 
you know, the Tim Keller book that you had also, um, you know, yes. you were reading. Yeah, and and so I think that's a really great point because the Tim Keller book, uh, he has um, a book called The Meaning of Marriage. And so he points out that in the older cultures, um, they taught their members to find, and I'm quoting now, they taught their members to find meaning in duty by embracing their assigned social roles and carrying them out faithfully. During the Enlightenment, things began to shift. Meaning of life came to be seen as the fruit of the freedom of the individual to choose the life that most fulfills them personally. Mm. Instead of finding meaning through self-denial, through giving up one's freedoms and binding oneself to the duties of marriage and family, marriage was instead redefined as the finding emotional and, and sexual fulfillment and self-actualization. And so, oh no, and I was gonna say, I don't know if you want me to go into the Deuteronomy scriptures too, oh, because yes. even if, even though that's true that marriage was different, there was, there was duty attached. However, that didn't mean that you still didn't have to honor your wife and your husband. Absolutely. I mean, because because case in point, first of all, Paul is in that time and he's talking about honoring your wife, <laughs> you're honoring your wife and your husband and, and subjecting yourself to each other. But also if you look in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, um, Deuteronomy 21 uh, verses 10 through 14 talks about how, um, what, hold on, is that, my notes <laughs> really quick, that, oh yeah, even a female captive even a female captive, somebody who was who was not even an Israelite had rights in this area because she couldn't be, he, a man couldn't just say, oh, you're gonna be my wife and then sleep with her and then leave her to die. That was not acceptable. He had to then let her go. He had to forego his assets in her, you know, quote unquote asset in her as a slave because that, that was, because that if she was uh, a captive of war, that was her rightful status in that time. But he where he get he forgoes that asset because of the fact that he dishonored her. It says in there that you have to release her because she has been dis dishonored. That's right. And then right. if you if you look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 22, 13 through 19, a husband couldn't take a wife and then say, oh, well, she wasn't a virgin and then just go on his way. And if he did, if it was found out that he did do that and he slandered her, he lied, he had to pay a large penalty and he couldn't divorce her for the rest of his life. Wow. See, and see nowadays, you know, like you talked about, you know, going back to the Tim Keller book, we've learned in marriage, it's about self and not coming together as one the way God initially intended to be. And so we see that the, what God is saying, especially about women, even a, a woman, if he wanted to take her um, as his wife, he had to let her go and stay with her family for a whole month. I mean, he couldn't just go and grab her and be like, oh, you're mine. Like, you know, the caveman days, you know, like, you know, we have to realize that even God gave an allowance for the woman to go back and be with her family. And so, you know, it, again, God is a gentleman. So men, you know, or women, you hear the message where your body belongs to me and not you. It still doesn't give you the right to just take which you think yeah. belongs to you. You have to provide an environment where that that person feels safe, trusted, loved, and 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 respected, and they want to give their bodies to you. 
okay mm-hmm. and and yes you can beat him over the head with the scripture but is that going to provide that safe place for that person to be able to feel the love and and th- that we're supposed to feel for one another again sex was all about coming together as one right genesis 2 24 says a father and a mother is supposed to you know you that the son is supposed to leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and so if if we if if that's not happening which we do see that a lot of time these days um unfortunately (laughs) you know and, and it's women and men alike. Men and women are attached to their families so much so that they're not able to release that and come together with their spouses. So I do think it's important that we do understand what what was God God's initial intent. And so that's why I, I love that you brought Deuteronomy here because it shows what God's original intent for the husband and wife, for marriage as a whole. And so we have to begin to stop doing it the way the world does it. And so I think that a lot of the world has kind of creeped into the church to say, well, I can do what I want to do. This is my body, my body, you know, but does your body really belong to you? That it goes back to that question. Um, So there's some work I feel like um, that needs to be done But you also pointed out something else that Tim goes on to point out. Well, he goes on to point out in his book after talking about the two different extremes that really the middle ground is where we need to be because we, we, we do need to have a duty to our spouse just like they did in the old days. But we also, we also have to uh, let go of those unrealistic expectations that came with the enlightenment that we're gonna we're going to get everything that we need from the spouse. He puts it really nicely, I think, in this book about we expect the spouse to be like the greatest lover and the best friend and be good with money, the best provider, you know, uh, on top of their game, funny, you know, entertaining, like all this stuff. Basically perfect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we all know that there's no one perfect but Jesus. And so we're looking for all the, 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 all of those things. And we're unwilling to accept what we have. What if you do have a spouse that is not good with money? Okay, so you you pray for that y'all learn how to make good decisions together, you know, they and, and pray that he gets that understanding. Um, what if you do have a spouse that doesn't like to clean? Pray that y'all get that revelation together. I know because Vanessa, Vanessa and I both deal with the same thing. So that is, you know, we're when I say sisters, we're not just sisters by blood, but we're sisters through and through. There, not a day goes by that we don't think of anything else that we both deal with together. So, and we'll probably have to tell that story in another podcast. But, you know, but I, I want us, you know, like she said, those unrealistic expectations. So we have to look and see what expectations do we have? And if you have those expectations, are you given those as well? Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, women, men too, looking for a, somebody that has money. Do you have money? <laughs> are you looking for something that you're willing to give? Okay, because you're attracted where you're at. Okay, so wherever you are, that's what you're gonna get. So you're talking about somebody good with money, I mean, you might think you're good with money, but are you really? 
okay it might appear to be but are you really so i i love that those unreal expectations and so you know even with the making love part maybe it it doesn't feel the way you would like it to feel but this is where you learn together and i think that we're we're so quick to throw the baby out with the bathwater right we're just like okay well you know the bathwater's dirty we don't we don't want this anymore and and that's not what god is saying things can be worked through but we got to be willing to work it through yeah so yeah no i, I agree with that and that was big takeaway from, from from preparing for this was if we do what God says do like like you say all the time Ray if we do what God says do then the rest will fall into place yes yes and we will find the love and the passion and the joy and even all of that in our marriage absolutely um Matthew I mean God willing anyway <laughs> yeah 633 says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added and so all things will be added if we seek him first but we have to remember to seek him first even in marriage even once you know when problems arise we need to seek him when things don't appear right in the marriage bed we need to seek him when we are feeling shame or or you know uh when we don't have that where we don't feel sexy anymore because we're older or anything like that we he need to take that to the father seek him first and he said, all things will be added unto us. So Vanessa, you had that one last point that you wanted to bring home. And I believe that you, yeah. That one last point you wanted to bring home. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it just kind of encapsulates everything we just said. Yeah. yeah. So... So we need to understand that part that in the end, if we truly follow God's instruction, just like she just said, if we truly follow his instruction and his word, see, sometimes we separate the two, but his word, y'all, yeah. we, we got to understand his word. Then it's, then it is possible to find love, passion, and joy in our lives. And, and, and so I love that love, passion, and joy we get to be happy we get to have the joy that god intended for us to have in our marriage yes it may look not so great right now you might think that you're in an impossible situation right now but i'm telling you just like vanessa said earlier there is nothing nothing impossible with god nothing and so as long as two people are willing to work together so I'm going to give you something free. Like my mom told me, you can't play tennis by yourself. Okay. So our mom, she, she, she has all of these little tidbits that she gives us. So you cannot play tennis by yourself. I just want you to imagine you hitting the ball and running to the other side of the court. And now you're hitting the ball for your spouse. That's not how that works. So mm -hmm. the important thing is- Oh, everybody, both people. Both. It's 100, 100. That 50-50 yep. was gone long time ago. That's the world. That is not <laughs> So I just, I hope that this brought an enlightenment to you and not the enlightenment that they were talking about in Tim Keller's book, but in the enlightenment <laughs> that love does go with, you know, that the marriage bed being undefiled love goes with that. And so I want to thank Vanessa so much for even sharing her heart with me, um, even about everything that she had been through. And, and do you have any last words, Vanessa? 
No, I'm just I'm blessed to be here. Blessed to hear the word of God with you today. So thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. I'm so excited, so excited. So again, thank you for joining me on the To Be Honest podcast, where Tuesday is Truth Day and Jesus is Lord. Stay tuned for the next episode. It might be a part three. We don't know. <laughs> Have a blessed day. Oh, don't forget, you can find me on To Be Honest uh, podcast on Instagram. Okay. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. Y'all have a blessed day and we're out.